Good morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I'm thankful that you have joined our program for today. I will remind you again to check out our website if you have not done so already. You can go to www.marshillcoc.org. Again, marshillcoc.org. And we have several resources available on our website. Um, you can view our worship services. You can view our bulletin all from the front page. Um, and you can listen to audio of sermons past. And, and there are several other things on there. But certainly go to our website, uh, again, marshillcoc.org. And one thing that you can do through the website is you can contact us. At the very bottom of the, the homepage, there is contact information, our address, and I believe maybe our phone number is on there too. Uh, but there is a link to send us a message. And you can certainly click on that link and send us a message. We would love to hear from you. It'll come to us by email, and we'll be able to respond to you as well. Um, but if you have any comments, any questions regarding the program or, or anything that we can help you with, uh, please let us know. Please feel free to contact us, and we would love to hear from you. Today's lesson is going to begin something new. I have been pondering all week what I might speak on today. And what I chose is actually a lesson from years past uh, in my time working with the Curley congregation um, several years ago. I believe this lesson comes from 2013. And uh, I found it and I thought, well, this might be a good idea and actually a good launching point maybe for a series uh, of lessons based on a certain subject. Um, and the subject being storms. But we'll talk about that in a moment. Today we're going to look at Jonah. So if you would like to be turning to Jonah in your Bibles or, or on your device, uh, whatever you might be using, I would certainly encourage you to follow along with us. Before we get into our lesson for today, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together. We thank you for the ability that we have been given to study your word. We pray, Father, that you would bless us in our studies, bless us in our understanding of your word, and may it help us to grow in strength, in spiritual strength. May it ready us to face the storms of life. And we pray, Father, that you would be with us as we face our difficulties. We all have them, and we pray, Father, that you would be with us, that you would guide us always, that you would help us through. We are thankful for your son, for his sacrifice, for our sins, for all that he means to us, and it is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. Our lesson for today, as I mentioned before, is on Jonah. We are going to be discussing Jonah. And most of our lesson is going to come from Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. We're going to see a storm here. And in Jonah's case, 
This is going to be a storm of his own making. And we're going to apply that to our lives if we have time to get through all of the lesson today. And if not, then we'll pick up with uh, wherever we leave off next week, Lord willing. Jonah chapter 1. In Jonah 1, we find that Jonah flees God. He is given a command by God, and instead of following said command, he flees from God. He does not want to do what God wants him to do. And with that, we pick up with Jonah chapter 1, and we begin reading at verse 1. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. As we begin reading in John or Jonah chapter 1, sorry, uh, as we look at what is being said here, we find a command given to Jonah by God. A command that is given to Jonah by God. In verse 2, he says, Arise, go to Nineveh. And I want you to pay very careful attention to the city that God told Jonah to go to. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. God was aware of the wickedness of Nineveh. And seeing the wickedness of Nineveh, he desired that they turn away from their sins and from their wickedness. So he sends to them a prophet. He sends to them someone who can teach them so that they might turn away from their wickedness. The city of Nineveh, it's important for us to notice that that is what God's command is. Jonah, however, arises and goes somewhere else. Jonah arose in verse 3 to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Tarshish wasn't just a point in which uh, Jonah would pass through it to get to Nineveh. It was in an opposite direction. And we see that his purpose was to get away from God. Have you ever fled from God? Have you ever known what God wanted you to do and yet you did the complete opposite? Maybe even thinking on your, your childhood. Maybe you remember a time 
where your parents wanted you to do something. And maybe you did the exact opposite. That's exactly what Jonah is doing. And it's hard for us to imagine that in a minister, a prophet such as himself, uh, one who is given a message to take to the people of Nineveh, and yet he doesn't want to do it. What kind of prophet is this? He is unlike any other prophet that we read about in the Old Testament, arguably. But he is a prophet. He doesn't like what God has told him to do. And so he does the exact opposite. Sounds almost childish. And in some ways it is. But he did so with a purpose, with the intent of fleeing from the presence of the Lord. It says that he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. This is important for us to notice uh, in verse 4 that Jonah paid the fare. And it's a good reminder to us that there is a price to be paid for disobedience. And in Jonah's case, it was in the form of this fare. There was a price to be paid. And later on, he is going to face the consequences of his actions But he was willing to pay this price for his disobedience. Disobedience will cost us something, whether it be in consequences or maybe even more. And Jonah, we see, is deliberately fleeing from God. It's no accident. He means to do what he is doing. He has that intent, and so he pays the fare. The Lord had told him to go to Nineveh, but he chose instead to go to Tarshish, away from God. Did Jonah really think that he could get away from God that easily? Well, maybe he did, but certainly he tried. In Jonah chapter 1, picking up with verse 4, we begin reading about the consequences of Jonah's actions. We begin reading about a storm. Verse 4 of Jonah 1, But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. They said to one another, Come, 
let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. And they said to him, Please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation, and where do you do you come from? What is your country, and of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Jonah tells them where he's from. But I want us to go back to verse 4 for a moment. Let's go back to verse 4. And it says here that the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea. Why would the Lord do this? Why would the Lord send this storm? Why would he punish those on the ship with Jonah and not just Jonah himself? Well, let's just leave it to God because God knows what he is doing. God knows the result of this storm. God knows that Jonah is going to be taught a very important lesson. Why? Maybe it doesn't really matter. But we know that God knew what he was doing when he caused this storm to happen. Sometimes we face things in order to learn from them, in order to grow, in order to learn our lesson. While everyone on the ship was afraid, it's interesting to notice that Jonah was sleeping. Verse 5, but Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down, and was fast asleep. He was fast asleep. It's similar to another storm that we read about in Scripture, a storm that involved Jesus and his disciples, a storm in which Jesus was also asleep in the middle of the storm. They're similar stories. They are, but they are also different. You see, Jesus, whenever he was sleeping in the storm, he was asleep because he had faith in God. Because he had faith in God. And it's hard for us to comprehend that with the Son of God, but he had faith in God. Jesus did what God wanted him to do. Jesus did his Father's will, his Father's bidding. Why? Because of faith. Jesus, even the Son of God, had faith in the Father. He had faith in the Father's will. And even when he prayed himself, not my will, but thine be done, he was praying in faith. Jesus had faith. Jesus wasn't afraid of the storm because he had faith in God. And that is why he could sleep even in the midst of the storm. 
We should long to have a faith like that of Jesus. Jonah was also asleep, but not because his faith was in God necessarily. Jonah slept despite his lack of faith in God. We see that he miscalculates God in many respects, but namely in thinking, maybe if this is what he was thinking, maybe he is uh, miscalculating what God can do and what God will do for his obedience. What God will do to teach him a lesson. Despite his lack of faith in God, he is sleeping. Should he have been sleeping? Probably not. But it seems that he wasn't too concerned because he knew from where the storm came. We know that from the latter verses. They came to him and they told him, arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God, your God will consider us. It doesn't mean that they, the, the crew, that the, the, those that were on the ship with Jonah, doesn't mean that they had faith in, in the God of heaven. You see, they believed in many gods. They believed in you have your own God. I have my own God. And they were hoping that Jonah's God was maybe more powerful than theirs and that he would hear and that he would stop the storm. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. They cast lots to find out who it was that uh, this trouble had come upon them for. And they came to Jonah. How exactly they cast these lots was it just a conversation, I'm not completely positive, but they came up that Jonah must be the cause of all of this. Verse 8, please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? And he says, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. It is interesting his wording here. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven. He feared God, but was fleeing. In what way did he fear God? I would say more so the the context tells us that, that it was probably more of a respect. I have a respect for the God of heaven, rather than the gods in which you serve. And he is the God. He is a powerful God. And certainly we know that. But if he feared him, if he feared what God could do, why would he flee? And and so that really doesn't make a, a lot of sense to us. But he did respect God. He did serve God. In this instance, however, he turned away from him. Let's go back to our comparison to a family, to a child and parents. You fear your parents. You have a respect for your parents 
and for their authority or for any other adult that may have authority over you, and yet you still do not want to do what they want you to do. And so you do the complete opposite. Well, that's the same thing that we're looking at with Jonah. A respect for God, not necessarily, and I'm afraid of God, but he had a respect for God. And even in this instance, I do believe, maybe more so now than he did when he was thinking about getting on this ship, maybe now he realizes where his full respect should be. But he says, I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made these things, who made the sea, who made the dry land, who created the world. Then we come to verses 10 through 16. Verses 10 through 16 of Jonah chapter 1. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. He wasn't uh, afraid to tell them that. He told them the truth. He was honest with them. And we've got to give him Uh, props for that, I guess. Uh, He was honest with them. And in verse 11, then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. And he said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempestuous against them. They didn't want to throw Jonah overboard. Uh, I'm sure they feared for his safety. Uh, I'm sure they feared for his life. And so they did not want to to come to that. They, They did not want to have to do that if they did not have to. And so they continued. They tried. They tried. Why Jonah didn't just jump overboard? I I don't know. But verse 14, Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life, and do not charge us with innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. They believed in Jonah's God. At least at this point, or to this point, afterward, I don't know. But they believed in him in this moment. They believed in his power, the power of the God that that Jonah had told them about. So verse 15, they did pick up Jonah, and they threw him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. So at least to this point, they realized who God was. They realized his power. They realized his authority over them and over their situation. When finding out Jonah was the cause of the storm, the crew reluctantly threw him overboard. But when they did, immediately the sea ceased from its raging. 
We can only imagine what all was going through their minds in this moment. And even Jonah, we can only imagine what he is thinking through all of this. What's going to happen to me? What's going to become of me now that I'm in the sea? He put himself into the hand of God. He put his trust in God. And that's, uh, again, something else that we notice here, something that, that we can learn from, that even in this moment of disobedience, when he had fled from God, when he realized that he was in need here, he put himself in the hand of God. And, and we'll go back to the storm that we talked about a moment ago, similar to when Jesus spoke, peace, be still. The storm quieted again under the power of God. Another evidence of God's great power, even in the midst of a storm. In verse 17, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. We do not know what kind of fish this was. We don't necessarily know this to be a whale. Although many have likened it to a whale because of its size. But it says a great fish. Whatever kind of fish this was doesn't really matter. It was a great fish, a big fish, and it was able to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was able to live within this fish for three days and three nights, only by the power of God. He wasn't digested. Even when Jonah had done wrong, God still loved and provided for him. He provided for his life. And we see that God did care about Jonah. He cared enough to to send the storm. He cared enough to teach him a lesson so that Jonah would learn and so that Jonah would do the will of God. Quickly, let's try to, to bring this to a conclusion. Let's realize, first of all, the cause of the storm. Similar to the disciples, Jonah had lack of faith in God. The disciples, they they woke Jesus because they had a lack of faith in God. Jonah had a lack of faith in God. Maybe he, again, was thinking in terms of maybe God wouldn't do anything. But he didn't put his full faith in God. And he certainly didn't do what God wanted him to do. His was the cause of the storm. His lack of faith was the cause of the storm rather than the result. Had he faithfully followed God's direction, the story certainly would have been much different. 1 John 3.24, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him. And he in him, and by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit whom he has given us. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. 
when we fail, we may still have to face the consequences of our actions. We may still have to face the storms caused by our decisions. Divorce, family problems. Think of uh, homosexuality, sin against God. Disease, as well as other problems, come from that. A storm of our own making, if we choose that. Abortion, not only the death of a child, but mental anguish and regret. A storm, again, of our own making, if we make that choice. Lying, stealing, murder, punishment, and even prison. Storms, again, of our own making, if we choose sin. The storm sent by God also ceased under his direction and great power. Even being sent because of Jonah's wrongdoing, God still caused it to cease. And we can learn that even though we may face storms of our own making, he can still bring peace to us in the midst of those storms. Doesn't mean that we don't always face the consequences of our actions. Still going forward, there are consequences to our decisions. But God can bring peace in the midst of those storms. Peace and faithfulness. Peace in knowing that, that we are his child and that he still cares, that he still loves us. God provided for Jonah as he will provide for us. Israel in the Old Testament. Uh, is a good example of that. Realizing he was wrong, Jonah had a penitent heart, as we read in Jonah chapter 2. And in our situations, whenever we face storms, even of our own making, we must also be penitent and humble ourselves before God. James chapter 4, verse 10 tells us, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. I thank you for being with me today, and I am glad that you have joined me for this lesson. And what a great lesson it is, and I'm not exactly sure the direction I want to take after this, but I do know that I want to, to continue in line of storms in some way or another. So I'm going to work towards that. And I invite you to join me next Tuesday at 11 a.m. on TGRN.org. Or you can listen to these lessons as a podcast um, linked on the website. Uh, But uh, certainly, I invite you to listen. But thank you for being with me today. I look forward to being with you soon. And until we meet again, may God bless you.